0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbell Starks again, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect episode 57. Okay. Now, I know NBA fans all around the world are probably hearing about this. Some don't care. Some do care. Almost about people thinking that I don't care. But uh, <clears throat> here's a little something that you haven't heard in a very long time. And it might have been like, you know, yesterday and the day before that. But uh as far as I'm concerned, Dwight Howard, you have some mad explaining to do. I mean I'm going on social media, I'm reading the text, I'm reading the story, and apparently for some reason, six foot eleven, two hundred and fifty-five pounds, dear old Dwight Howard is now a tranny lover. Now, transgenders have been getting the bad rap for years. And I don't like bad mouth a transgender for who they are, what they are. We all know you're still men, but you are women inside. But more importantly, like Dwight Howard, of all people. I mean, out of every athlete, out of every human being, out of every person in this world, it had to be Dwight Howard. And I'm a little bit confused because Dwight Howard says that he had a baby mother I don't believe in that shit I mean you would believe it at first if you read the story about dear old Dwight Howard but let's take a little you know walk down memory lane long time ago Dwight Howard played for the Orlando Magic and then years after that he played for the Los Angeles Lakers and years after that he played for the um, Houston Rockets and Years after that played like for the Charlotte Hornets and then afterwards like he went from team to team and he stopped at the Washington Wizards. Now I'm hearing this story for the, rest, for the first of my life saying that he was involved and the transgender who is doing this, um I don't know the name and I'm not going to apparently like out of the out of the clear blue tells me And tells the whole entire world that, you know, Dwight Howard was her boyfriend or something like that. A little bit scary on the fact that when I heard this shit, and frankly, I'm flipping out of my mind trying to figure this out for myself, like, why? So anyway, the transgender says that Dwight Howard, of all people, have been texting, conversating, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And due to the fact that it's probably like, you know... He knows who he is, he knows who he is. It's the he said he said situation. No joke necessary. And uh apparently for some reason um now that Dwight Howard people has been threatening the tranny, saying that I know who you are, I know where you live, there's no this. blah blah blah, and well all I can say is that Dwight Howard did this shit to himself. It's kind of embarrassing. And more importantly, it's really, 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 really weird to see a guy who's 6'11 calling somebody a fag when he's a 6'11", 255-pound bottom, and it's disturbing. But all I'm saying is that the Washington Wizards has enough problems already as a basketball team, as an organization, and during the fact that dear old Dwight Howard does this to himself, grabbing motherfuckers by the nutsack and shit, I'm like, okay, that's not how NBA players roll, but hey, that's all on you, so now, without a shadow of a doubt, we're asking ourselves, how can we go past this situation with Dwight Howard, the answer is you can't, because if an athlete like that is getting fucked by a transgender, who knows what he's doing next, ball gagging or something, teabagging, hey, Dwight Howard, just do us all a favor. If you're constantly thinking like that, and you're fucking transgenders, just come out the closet. I mean, there are some niggas who are closet niggas that probably don't want to come out the closet, but that's just how it is. Um, For more, like, if you find information like this, do yourself a favor. Go on the internet. Type it in on Google. You'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, like, boom... It's all gravy, but you know he he likes the magic stick a lot better than pussy. Um, Dwight Howard, explain yourself, please. So uh, I'm going to like leave it at that. That's the Stark effect. I'm Corel Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and uh, who? This is getting weird. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbella Starks, a.k.a. Nigga, and welcome to Stark Effect episode 57. It is 1025 a.m., and more importantly, we're reporting live in my truck. If you people out there are listening to the Stark Effect, I want you to understand something right now. It is not a very good, pleasant day, but for me, it's a pleasant day to come back with new episodes of my podcast. So if you ever get a chance to, check it out. Now... Today, we're going to talk about the 9-to-5 grind. Now, I know some people out there are probably asking themselves, like, I don't like to work. I don't like to work and get a job. Well, that's your problem, because if you don't like to work, and if you don't like to get a job, then frankly, stay home living with your mother once in a while. Because frankly, that's all you're good at. But for those who are working 9-to-5, paying bills, car notes, and child support, and all that good shit, you go ahead and you do that. That's what you're supposed to do in life. See, the fact is that people out there who are lazy as fuck complaining about, oh, I can't find a job. Bitch, you always look at the fucking classified ads. It's as simple as that. If you don't know how to read the classified ads, I don't know what to tell you. Because unemployment is at an all-time high and at an all-time low. I know some people around my city of Patterson, New Jersey... Has been getting job after job. And frankly, they are proud of what they get. Sure, they hate their job every now and then. But that's not the problem. The problem is that people on the streets, homeless, always begging for change and shit like that. Get over yourself, okay? Because people who beg for change, that's not a job. That's panhandling. And some people will probably say to me, Well, Bella, it's not panhandling. They just like to beg for change. Either it's for food or for drugs. I'm leaning towards drugs Because frankly when it comes down to it Drugs is probably the one thing That they're addicted to So far my city of Paterson, New Jersey It's like a fucking private Island resort for these Drug addicted Chains holding the door For people ass motherfuckers and you want to know why Because apparently for some reason The methadone clinic in Newark, New Jersey Was shut down so what they decide to do, they decided to move all the people from different areas in the New Jersey area send them to pass New Jersey to make our lives a living hell so they can make sure their neighborhood is clean. And frankly, that's the worst thing you can ever do in life. Like, send your trash and bring it to the trash heap that's too damn full occupied. Me, on the other hand, I am not the type of guy to just criticize people like that because, well... I see it every day. I walk past a hood. There's gotta be more crackheads than regular people. And that's the scary part. But to me, I figured to myself, hey, if my city's so messed up, why don't you move? I can't move. Not now, not ever. I mean, I want to someday. I'm about to be 40 years old in the year 2020. And all of a sudden, all I'm gonna see is nothing but crackheads, homeless people, paraplegics, all that good shit, and it's going to ruin my day, as usual. So, as like, let me give you an example of what I talk about from a nine-to-fiver. Who remembers Jeffrey Owens? That guy who was on the um, Cosby Show, you know, who played Elvin with uh, fiance Sandra. Well, due to the fact that he was working at Trader Joe's. And some stupid white bitch took it upon herself to take a picture of him while he was working at Trader Joe's. Not only did he quit his job, but he couldn't take the humiliation. And that stupid white bitch should have learned a valuable lesson about taking a picture of somebody who's working 9 to 5 to support his children. That's because actors and actresses who don't have work in television or entertainment or blockbuster movies get 9 to 5 jobs working at stores. They do not want to be bothered with the bullshit. But unfortunately, for some reason, they still get bothered by the bullshit if they don't have a gig in television. So I figured to myself, like, for anybody like um, Erica Alexander, another actress who is also on the uh, Cosby show, Living Single, and she also made an appearance on the movie Get Out, which I like very much. But to the fact that people like that was like working very hard those who don't get the gigs and those who stop getting gigs leave them the fuck alone okay let them do exactly what they want to do and that's like live a normal life and get a nine to five job some people just don't understand some people are just too stupid for their own good when an actor or actress has not been working in entertainment that long back in the 80s and 90s, now it's 2018, and they decided to get a 9-to-5 job. Let them have their 9-to-5 job. Let them support their family. People today just don't respect that. Not at all. So all I'm saying to you people out there is that there is a difference between the acting and the work. And if you're working 9-to-5, then so be it. If you're working in movies, so be it. But now, before I get off that, let me just talk about, you know... The people in Patterson, New Jersey. There's so much change in that city. I don't care if it's good or bad. We got so many Hispanic politics that it's not even funny anymore. It really isn't. Now, more importantly, there's some black politics that's trying to set their game up. I don't know about this Mayor Andre Sarah, whatever his name is. I'm not really feeling the vibe right now. I mean, I know who Marty Barnes is, I know who Pat Skrell is, and I damn sure know who Joey Torres is. Speaking of Joey Torres, that guy is going to get early parole, which I'm laughing right now because unfortunately for some reason, it's not, it's not a funny joke anymore. It's kind of embarrassing. I mean, he should have stayed in jail for five years, but he's going to get off early? Hell, half of the Hispanics in will still probably kiss his ass thinking that he's so damn special. But other than that, like, I never liked Torres, never have, never will. And as far as I'm concerned, that he should have just stayed in jail, did his five years, get a probation, whatever. But other than that, that is the Stark Effect episode 58, ladies and gentlemen. I had mixed it up for you. I talked about the the homeless people, the crackhead people, Joey Torres. I even had led the example of nine to five jobs by actors who don't act no more. And uh, I hope you understand that you have to be humble because being humble is the key. If you can't be humble, you want to be egotistical, conceited. That's going to lead to your downfall. So this is the Stark Effect Volume Episode 58. I'm Corbello Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga, And I will see you on the next episode. Peace. What up, everybody? Good evening. This is Corbell Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect episode 59. Now, in case you people have not noticed, or probably did notice throughout their entire life, is that Cardi B and Offset are no longer together. And to be quite honest, if you are a fan of Cardi B, all support to you. I mean, all of a sudden, like, that's who you are, that's what you expect. But. <coughs> I do realize like there are two sides to every situation, and well, I can't tell whose side I'm on, because everybody's asking me that same question. Whose side are you on? Are you on Cardi B's side, or are you on Offset's side? Okay, let's get this straight right now. Number one, I am not on Offset's side. And I have not been a fan of Migos since they arrived in the music scene. And we're not talking about the hip-hop scene. I'm talking about the music scene. Skinny jeans, long dreads, and a lot of auto-tune and a lot of mumbling because that's not me. Now, as far as Cardi B goes, Cardi B could have had any other man. She could have been proposed to any other person. But when you decided to propose yourself to a man that cheats a lot on you, and who's the father of your child, and frankly, there's a line to be crossed. Because not only did everybody was thinking, Oh, Offset's the man, he's dating Cardi to have a child, but he don't want nothing to do with that. Nigga, you are still an asshole between life and death. I mean, you are a joke to Quavo and whoever that other guy is. I don't care. I mean... I haven't seen so much punk bitchery since the fact that Joe Button would want to whoop the Migos asses at that award thing. And believe you me, I would have been there too to jump the Migos because I don't know if they can swing. They kind of like, like little girls with long ass arms and no muscle and no meat. But all I can say is that Cardi is still moving on from the situation and Cardi is going to be a great mother. Single mother must be hard. But, you know, she's saying that, you know, her and Offset are good friends, partnerships and all that. Yeah, that can work. But in relationship wise, I didn't think they were going to get married or anything like that. They do have a child together. So I'm not going to go deep with that. And um, as far as this video I saw on Worldstar with I think her name was Summer China, Summer Harris, whatever her name is. She's trying to, like, confess to Cardi. I'm sorry that I slept with Offset. You know he was married in the first place And you still fucked him That is weak as fuck You don't put videos on World Star for that matter And I don't know I mean all of a sudden If Cardi sees her she's going to probably throw more than Just a couple of shoes at her she's going to probably throw A bullet because you don't go on videos And just like make confessions like that It just doesn't feel right So all I'm Saying is now that when it comes Down to it I think Cardi is going to like, win this out, she is going to be that woman who made good music, and more importantly, she has, like, a colorful personality, used to be a stripper, we all know that story, and well, as far as I'm concerned, like, hey, I'm all for Cardi, I was never for Nicki Minaj, because unfortunately, for some reason, she couldn't keep a relationship or her ass shots in motion or in control, but hey, that's me, that's what I'm trying to say, so Cardi B, Wherever you are, just keep doing your thing, and uh, don't worry about what the publicity thinks and what everybody else thinks. Just keep doing what you do, because, well, that's just you. And uh, that's pretty much it for the Stark Effect episode 59, and uh, catch a new episode when you get a chance. I'm going to be having some new episodes, so more importantly, have a good Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and remember... Don't buy another Migos album because all you're gonna hear is blah 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 blah. Good night. Yo, what up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Corbell Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and you would just listening to another episode of the Stark Effect. Now, every new episode has, like, a great story, but it's kind of different. So, what you need to do is just remember, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be here for a very long time, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, remember, catch new episodes of The Stark Effect. There are 59 episodes, and uh, have a good one to everybody. what up everybody this is corbello starks aka who that nigga and welcome to the stark effect and this episode claims on the fact of holiday season that's right the holiday season and people going christmas shopping now truth of the matter is that i love christmas and i love the holidays as much as anybody but let's be honest with ourselves what would it be if you didn't go christmas shopping what would it be if you were at the mall and realizing there's a lot of cars parked out into the parking lot and it really made no difference i mean you would probably be stuck there for a little bit of your life and (laughs) it's kind of scary in some ways but uh us not like you know make this any difficult than it already is see the fact of the matter is You know, the holiday season ain't what it used to be, ladies and gentlemen. It's filled with intrigue and suspense and craziness. But also in a way that when it comes down to it, you have to look life right in the eye and ask yourself, do you really want to spoil these kids for the rest of your life? Do you really want to spoil them for Christmas and just tell them, oh, I got you this. But they don't even open their presents on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. When you go Christmas shopping... They actually, actually, actually open the Christmas presents and it ain't even wrapped yet. How embarrassing is that? I mean, you spend all your, all your nights getting all the presents for the kids. They have a long ass list of things to get for Christmas. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, you got me a new toy? That's great! He actually opens the new toy. And, well, for some strange reason, it's definitely embarrassing but in due time that uh i do notice that there are a lot of people out there that shouldn't get nothing for christmas i mean i know it's whack it's kind of pathetic it's kind of sad but hey i wouldn't even give my kids anything for christmas because apparently they don't deserve it if they can't wait fuck them so as far as i'm concerned like everybody should have to wait until Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Eve, for Christmas Day. You don't open your presents on Christmas Eve, you gotta do it on Christmas Day. And if you can't do that, then there is a problem for you. <clears throat> anyway, as far as I'm concerned, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, Corbella Starks, aka Who That Nigga, I would like to let everybody know that uh, this is probably the only time when I say this, but the Stark effect. We'll be back in January, and uh, more importantly, that I'll have some new topics. I've been um, up and down all around town with it, and I've also tried to make a little bit of money on the side, but uh, I want to wish everybody happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, I also will be doing my promos for the rest of this month until 2019 rolls around. So, on behalf of everybody here, myself and everybody in the great state of New Jersey, I'm Corbella Starks. This is the Stark Effect, and I will see you guys in 2019. Bye. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbell Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect. Now, as you already know, it's about to be 6 o'clock in about two minutes, but enough about the time. Let's talk about a situation that really needs, like, you know, a little bit of attention. Alonzo Troyer signed a two year contract with the New York Knicks, and more importantly, the Arizona college player, now NBA player, who was on a 45-day contract finally gets an NBA contract. But here's the real like, you know, downside of the situation. Ron Baker, who played for the University of Wichita, finally says his goodbyes. Yeah, he played for uh he played for Wichita and then also he was selected under restricted free agent by the Knicks while Jeff Hornersack was the coach of that team and uh he will get his four point five million dollars while release. Now I got a question for all these non Nick fans who calls him a bum. You call every Nick player a bum and you just don't get it, do you? are there are Nick fans who are loyal and there's some Nick fans who are impatient and you guys have been pissed off for far too long and it's like hilarious to me I mean you come out here and you're thinking that oh Ron Baker's a bum well he's not a bum okay he's a good player he just uh he's just gone through a struggle you know You just can't go like 27% from the field and 14% off three-point range. He just didn't develop himself to be an NBA player. And that would be a moment in clarity for him because there are some NBA players that would pick him up. You, on the other hand, should know how different this situation is. It's the business. And business is always bad. And when it comes to the New York Knicks, you always blame us for everything. You blamed us you blamed us for keeping Frank Nilakina instead of Malik Monk and Donovan Mitchell. You blamed us because all of a sudden, like, Mario is on the Knicks team. What choices did we have to pick any players whatsoever? And now in the offseason, we, we we always have a choice. Like we have to assign Chris Absorzing to a hundred and fifty million dollar deal. Otherwise, he's gonna go somewhere else and more importantly, people will stop will be stopping. No longer watching MSG any ever again. That I can understand. But in some cases, like when you least expect it, it's never a dull moment. Because Ron Baker will play in the NBA again. I mean, more importantly, you can find a team. It doesn't really make a difference. Because if you can find an NBA team to play and help the culture and win championships, you can do anything. And I know Ron Baker will find a player We'll find a team that will support him. I mean, after all, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So, Ron Baker, on behalf of me and all the loyal Knicks fans, we want to say, like, if you ever find a team, we will be proud of you no matter what. I mean, hey, look at Willie Herman Gomez. He went to the Charlotte Hornets, and more importantly, they're still shitting on him because he always rides the bench, but he will get minutes, too. So... Ron Baker, thank you for your 2016-2017 to right now season. We will see you on another team. And I am Corbella Starks. This is the Stark Effect. And I just want to say to all the real Nick fans out there, if you have patience, then you can take the patience and hold on just a little bit. Because we're not going anywhere very much. Chris Asporzingas hasn't returned yet. And motherfuckers are impatient. Those are not Nick fans. Those are just certified non Nick fan dick riders. Okay? Okay. Later. Hello, everybody. This is Corbello Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect. Now it's seven thirty-four p.m. and I just want to let everybody know. I hope you guys are having a very good, happy holidays coming up and a merry Christmas. And well, Christmas ain't until another week, so let the games begin. Now I'm going to tell everybody this little situation about Takashi Six Nine. And if you ask me about Takashi Six Nine, I'm going to tell you straight up and down that I have no remorse or no respect for Daniel Hernandez. That's right. Takashi 69s the former King of New York and I have no respect for the guy. But the truth of the matter is is that he brought this all to himself. If you're in the music industry and you are a young and aspiring artist, you do not want to put as much clout on your head as you possibly can. You remember what happened to Bobby Schmurter, right? Well, Takashi's going to learn that the old-fashioned way behind bars. Like we all know Bill Cosby behind bars, and frankly, that right there is a sad tale of a black man who pilled a lot of ugly ass white women. But that's not the case. The case is that Takashi 69 realizing that his music has definitely become trash, and well, racketeering charges, on the other hand, become one of the most reueling moments of anybody's life. So more importantly, I've been being I was being asked millions of times like what do you think about Takashi69? And and frankly I just tell them I don't like him, I don't respect him, I don't even really give two shits about a guy who has colored hair and tats on his face that are probably not even real. I mean that's the problem with these artists today. They think that being famous is such a fucking grasp of nature, but it's not there are consequences in the situation there are consequences on the fact that you of all people should realize straight up and down that you do not want to be an artist for all the wrong reasons and Takashi69 realized that I was watching a uh, vid on Facebook him and Fat Joe Fat Joe was trying to tell him about the uh consequences about like being famous and being rich but you can do that only in the right ways you can't do it in a wrong way so he told him he warned him and takashi didn't listen he's in jail and more importantly he has to live with that i haven't like i haven't showed no remorse to any fake rappers or these wannabe street rappers who got so much protection But for all the rappers out there who swear to having protection and, you know, wearing blue bandanas and red bandanas think it's cool, it's probably not. So you got to realize the reality, it hits you. Loss of money, loss of respect for friends and family. And pretty much, you know, it's going to be your downfall no matter what happens. So on behalf of myself Letting people know about Takashi Six Nine. I do not have any, and I do repeat, I do not have any respect for the man, and I don't feel sorry for him. I mean, this is all on him, and it pisses a lot of people off when they think about it. But I don't care what your opinions are. If you like Takashi Six Nine, and frankly, you are going to end up like Takashi Six Nine. For all these, for all the rappers like Pump, Uzi, Vert, Yachty... all these guys like it's entertainment it's not hip-hop and as far as takashi 69 goes he's gonna learn even if he doesn't listen he's gonna learn and all the new talented artists don't let these industry folks turn you into an upstaging faggot because frankly sucking dick for a million dollars is not a good way to go so that's all i can say right now but I do want to say like, uh, on behalf of everybody here on the Stark effect, um, I just want to thank everybody for listening and more importantly, check this out in most different ways that I'm going to be having new episodes in 2019. I'm just going to put out a few extra things out there for you people to like, listen to, um, this is probably the better moment for some people. To letting them know that you know i'm an artist myself and i write a lot of music and i'll be coming up with uh, some new um songs and new music from the joker part four tragic narcotics and a new album coming out in the summer of 2019 better known as facebook jail so thank you for listening everybody this is the stark effect and more importantly thank you for listening i'm out peace Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbell Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect. Now, this episode is very crazy, but uh, I'm just gonna, like, you know, calm it down a bit. Joakim Noah, you remember him, don't you? Former two-time Defensive Player of the Year, Chicago Bulls, f- the man who took seventy-two million dollars from the New York Knicks, and now he's with the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, be as it may, I was not a very good Joakim Noah. Fan at all. Not when he was with the Bulls, but when he was with the Knicks. A very big disappointment with so many injuries. Getting suspended for games due to a PED charge. And now he gets sent to the Memphis Grizzlies. I gotta say that Joakim Noah spent most of his time trying to figure, like, why couldn't he be the person that he is? Until he was with a couple of interviewers and saying that the reason why I wasn't New York Nick trained is because that, you know, I was too lit having too many parties, that's the problem with NBA players today. They think that partying so much is a fucking joke. But when you decide to not go to practice and sit on the bench and cover your face with a towel, you realize that is a problem for any NBA player. And some NBA players, well, all NBA players, are too spoiled, too pampered. They don't want to go out there and compete for a championship. This is why the Gold State Warriors might win, and this is why the Gold State Warriors might face all the Toronto Raptors. I look at Kawhi Leonard, who is a uh, former MVP, championship MVP from the San Antonio Spurs, now Toronto Raptors, he's quiet in a way. And he doesn't party very much. He practices, He go out there with the Toronto Raptors, and they are a threat somewhat. If you could if you could compare to Philadelphia and Boston and Milwaukee, those are the only teams that we know that's ready for the kill. But apparently, like Kawhi Leonard is focused. Really, really focused, and I believe that in him. But as for Jakeem Noah playing for the Memphis Grizzlies, getting money from them, it feels like it's the last resort. Unfortunately, for some reason, like we don't know what kind of resort he's going to be in. I mean, he should have just retired, took that money, and hang it up. Instead, he's playing for the Memphis Grizzlies with that ungodly, rugged look. And they always, the New York Knicks always have like a a saying once a Nick, always a Nick. Can we wish that Joakim Noah and the $72 million wasn't a nick at all? Well, I'm going to keep on watching the NBA see what I can dig up. But as of right now, like Joakim Noah playing for the Memphis Grizzlies, and he says that the reason why I wasn't playing all full 82 games for the New York Knicks because I was lit. You don't have no discipline whatsoever, do you, Joakim? And you realize straight up and down, you need to wake the fuck up. You took $72 million from a team, and you didn't even bother to put no effort in playing and helping us win. So have fun in Memphis Grizzlies, and just stay the fuck away from New York. I mean, I know you're a New York native, but stay away from the state. You disappointed the shit out of a lot of Nick fans. And that's the stark effect, ladies and gentlemen. Now take it easy. What up, everybody? This is Corbell Starks, a.k.a. Huda, And for all of you out there that has been listening to the Stark Effect, there are still new episodes that will be coming in 2019. I'm just putting out the necessary, and I'm going to be having a Stark Effect year in 2018. So I want you to check that out as soon as possible. And remember, nothing's off limits in the words of Brian Gumble, Nothing's out of bounds. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbella Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome back to the Stark Effect. And it's 2019. I hope everybody is having a good new year. It's 2019, and more importantly, we got rid of 2018. But we have a real big problem, ladies and gentlemen, a very huge dilemma on our hands. And it starts off with the R&B, the king of R&B. or should I say the RB. Of Pedo's R. Kelly. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but many, like 23 years ago, dear old R. Kelly took it upon himself to date a 16 year old girl known as Leah, and we couldn't believe it at first. So I'm thinking to myself, like, this is probably the start of something really bad. And then all of a sudden, the victim shows up. They step up and they claim to themselves that R. Kelly did this and did nothing. That's the problem with people today. You swear you saw something. You swear that underage girls did this and did that and did all this. And so far, you didn't do shit. And it really pisses me off as a person because not only pedophilia is worse than it looks, it's spreading like the AIDS virus. I mean, seriously, when it comes down to it, and I don't really want to be an asshole when I say this, but... When you see something or see someone do something, you just tell. Don't wait till 1989, 1999 to 2019 to just say shit because people come out the woodwork want to get that publicity. But that's not the case. The case is this. R. Kelly from Chicago, Illinois, somewhere in his 50s, still making music, as always, has had so many underage girls under that You can suck my dick spell. It's sickening. It's fucking disgusting. And more importantly, I got so sick and tired of hearing it. It is like, wow, really? I mean, more importantly, you don't say nothing. And all of a sudden now you're going to say something. Now, people on Facebook has uh, talked about this. At millions of times they saw the documentary of r kelly and how he did it, when he did it when he became a pedophile this and that would you please stop the shit okay this is coming from a person that used to listen to r kelly's music but i never in my life did what he did and people would be like oh i don't believe he did that shit oh come on the cult seriously Got grown-ass men hitting on 16- and 17-year-old girls, fucking them in secret rooms? Are you kidding me? I mean, seriously. It's worse than the Kree Squad and Rich Dollars from Love and Hip Hop. Seriously. That's 10 times ugly, but 100 times worse. And I'm thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. Really, really ridiculous. Because not only did R. Kelly had victims, Sparkle was one of them. Oh, my God, Sparkle, how long did it take for your bone-faced ass to say some shit and just be like, Oh, he did this to me, he touched me there, he touched our daughter, this and that, blah. Shut the hell up, okay? And then more importantly, more victims stepped up. All these underage girls talking about, he made me do this, he put this and that. You know what? It's ridiculous. It really is. R. Kelly has made music, of course, But R. Kelly has also made problems for himself. And truthfully, I don't say this very well, because he is a monster. And, you know, being a pedo, on the other hand, has made it more worse than it is and I know you motherfuckers are gonna be like oh R. Kelly did that shit no you motherfuckers are probably the same people that picked up underage girls at school and fucked them at their own home when mom and dad were at work so don't I repeat do not go to the the fence that R. Kelly didn't do it because I know half of the motherfuckers in the state of New Jersey have done the exact same shit they pull the R. Kelly every now and then and more importantly it was kind of sad before it got there so all I'm saying is shut your hypocritical asses up it made no sense to somebody to just say one thing and do the other anyway I was reading on Facebook I was reading on Twitter I was reading on Instagram. Everywhere you go, it's the same shit. R. Kelly bullshit is on my timeline, and it's fucking disgusting. Can't you talk about anything else besides the whole R. Kelly situation? I mean, he don't believe he could fly anymore, not do he? Because his wings have been clipped off by God himself. So all I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen... Let's talk about something else in 2019. There's a lot of things to talk about. This R. Kelly bullshit has definitely took you guys and distracted you to the fact that Trump is still the president of the United States of America. So anyway, as far as I'm concerned to the Stark Effect podcast, I know this is probably the craziest rant of all time. And more importantly, I'm just trying to like, you know, relax for the weekend until I have to go back to work on Saturday. But... R. Kelly, you did this to yourself, and as far as I'm concerned, you are a piece of shit in my eyes, so what, so next time you do some shit like this, I hope a parent, a strong parent, a parent with a gun shoots you, and then you'll be like, your body's calling me, please as far as that whole my body's telling me no my mind's telling me no my body's telling me yes your mind should have said stay the fuck away from the minors because you of all people are a disgusting individual and that's all i can say about that as far as everything else goes this is the stark effect 2019 it's probably without a shot of a doubt going to be a good year i got a lot of shit to talk about this was just one of them. So on behalf of everybody who's listening to this podcast, I'm Corbella Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga. This is the Stark Effect. Have a good weekend. And R. Kelly, go fuck yourself with a dildo, all right? Out.